Yep. I've had so many people who just like, I'm going to start making a YouTube video tomorrow. No, you make it today. Yeah. You make it today. You get it done. You upload it tomorrow. Yep. Okay. You don't, you don't wait next week or the week after and start perfecting your video because the longer you wait, the less motivation you have. So for me, I'm always acting on my motivation. Like if I'm inspired to do something right now, I'm going to go do it. Otherwise, it's never going to get done. Welcome to the Golden Hour Podcast brought to you by Polar Pro. In today's episode, we speak with my friend Jason Vong and fellow YouTuber who's gathered well over 100,000 subscribers. Jason's a full-time filmmaker and photographer, and he's really kind of become the expert and go-to guy when it comes to Sony cameras, gimbals, and tutorials. In this interview, we go over how he started his career on YouTube, how he became such a talented photographer and filmmaker, and his journey into becoming this Sony expert that we all know and love. I've known Jason for a while now, but it was really great to get to know him more on a personal level and understand where he's coming from as a photographer and filmmaker. Jason has really built a great business around his personal brand. And I think anybody who's starting a personal brand on either YouTube or Instagram is gonna have a lot to learn here, as well as anybody who's interested in doing filmmaking as a full-time profession. So without any further ado, let's get into my interview with Jason. All right, Jason Vong is here, uh, born in, uh, where are you from? I'm from Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible intro. Oh. I was going to try and make like a, a joke about how you lived in Japan for a month and a half, but it just didn't make any sense. Oh, no, I was, no, I was born. I was born in Los Angeles. Born in LA. Born, born in LA. Or, born and raised. ABC. That's, yeah. what, that's what we call ourselves, Asian Americans. American-born Chinese is what... Oh, okay. Yeah, ABC. <laughs> I'm an ABC. But you, um, we were just talking about this. Uh, anybody who follows Jason knows that over the last couple weeks, months, you were in Japan for oh, a yes. while. Yes. That was awesome, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, people thought I was living there. Now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, oh, you thought you were living there? And I was like, no, no, I'm only there for like, you know, a month so and how a did half. You, how did you, like, did you guys just save up? a bunch of money and do that or like did you have a friend that lived, let you stay there or was no, it cheap we, we actually did a really cool project um Sp uh, zeiss was sponsoring it oh cool and um i don't know it's a dream come true for me like i always wanted to like make content out in japan you know yeah. i've always seen like some of my favorite japanese youtubers or or youtubers in japan creators in japan always mm -hmm. just like you know hey i'm living here i'm just you know making this youtube channel because i'm practicing my japanese but eventually it led into this thing where they're just like out vlogging yeah. and they're showing off the, all the cool stuff That's so japan. magical there yeah and i was like dude i want to do that yeah but anyways back on topic so no, um Zeiss, yeah, Zeiss ramble. wants to uh, do something with us, and I was like super stoked on it. They're yeah. like, "Hey, you, like, we we want to do something with you. Like, what ideas do you have?" I was like, "I can help you guys create content out in Japan because nice. I always want to do something like that, and I can do something like a free filmmaking course or something." Which, yeah. by the way, it's coming out this month oh, or sweet. whenever this podcast is coming yeah, out. Yeah, it'll come when. out like in two weeks or something. Yeah, but we partnered with Zeiss to create a uh, free filmmaking course uh -huh. on how to create modern-day travel film. Ah. So we're featuring all the bodice lenses, but more importantly... Is that how you say it? Yeah, bodice. I always say baddest. They told me bodice. Okay. Yeah, it's named after birds. All their lenses are named uh -huh. after some sort of birds. But yeah, um, what were we talking about? 
Sorry. You, you used all the bodice lenses. Yeah, we use all the bodice lenses. Series, but more yeah, importantly, Japan. it's just, you know, learning the basics of cinematography yeah. and just how to capture something beautiful yeah. whenever you're out traveling rather than just using your smartphone. So mm -hmm. it's going to be a really good series yeah. on my channel. I'm super happy about it. So for anybody who doesn't know Jason Vong, uh, first off, we're friends. We've met yeah. several times over the last two years or so yeah. in the YouTube community. Yeah. And uh, it's it's actually pretty awesome to have you on today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, but I'm glad you're out here in LA now. Oh man, we love it. Yeah. I seriously just like, I don't, I, sorry, Nashville friends who might be listening, but I don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I am going out there uh, next week for a wedding for one of my friends. Oh, and okay. So that'll be interesting to like go Are back. you shooting the wedding? Or no, you... I'm in the wedding. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I'm in a wedding this month too. Isn't that weird? Yeah. We I, both uh, have kind you of shot a wedding before. Oh my gosh. I've shot 300 weddings oh, wow. over the last eight years. Yeah. More than me. But yeah, it's really? weird, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's, it's so like, strange. It's like, what do we do? You want to just to stand there and take yep. photos? It's I'm usually on the other side. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually told my friend, I was like, I'm probably gonna bring my camera, even though I'm a groomsman. Like, yeah. I'm gonna feel weird if I'm not like, yeah. shoot. Especially if they, I don't think they really have like a videographer, yeah. so. Like, oh, that's I would, good. I would feel strange. Like they're gonna get married and not have video, and I'm there, like. Guys, it's 2019, about to be 2020. You gotta have video <laughs> on your wedding, all right? It's true. All right. So, did you get started in weddings? Like, is that how you started as a photographer? Or oh, well, I actually. So, I went to school for, I guess, media. It uh -huh. used to be like film, but then they changed it to media. Yeah. So, I went to school for media, and when I got out of college, I went, I went to work for a Japanese production company. Oh, cool. So I did all of their social media and all of that. So that's how I honed in all my skills for video and photography. And if you, if you creep your Instagram account, you can see like you did a bunch of stuff for like a Japanese rock oh, band or something. Oh my gosh. You dug that far, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Digging up old cheats, uh, old tweets. Yeah. What yeah. was that about? Was that for that production company? Yeah, it's for that production company. So they are mainly uh, doing commercial work for Japan out here in the States. So I was oh, sort of wow. their production assistant, but at the same time, I also managed their social media. So whenever they want to bring some sort of like pop culture scene out here in yeah. Los Angeles, I would be the one helping them out. So we ran a YouTube channel and everything, and I was sort of like um, one, one of the three hosts. Oh, cool. And I edited what the videos. Was this? this was like back in 2012, fresh out okay. of college. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't actually start shooting weddings until... 2016 okay yeah that's when my old college buddy hit me up he was like hey i see that you're shooting uh, shooting with a panasonic gh4 how about you come help me shoot some weddings and nice. i was like heck yeah i'm gonna come out and shoot some weddings with Did you. you start with video first yeah so yeah my whole background is uh video first okay yeah because i always saw you as a photographer really? who became a youtuber really mm -hmm. interesting i think a lot of my subscribers kind of feel that i'm like a, a video guy first because they're like you don't you hardly talk about photography topics <laughs> i mean like when i started consuming your content about i guess two years ago when the sony kind of blow up happened yeah. um you were really at the forefront of that wave yeah and um, I will definitely want to get into that and yeah. just how that's shaped, shaped everything. But before you shot on Sony, again, if you creep on your Instagram account, there's a bunch of Canon cameras. Yep. Canon, Panasonic. Panasonic. Yeah. So, um, when we were talking about the whole 
time I was with that Japanese yeah, company. Yeah, 2012. Yeah, 2012. Um, I did primarily videos, so I started off with a Canon T3i. That was like mm-hmm. my first DSLR. Uh, eventually transitioned to the Panasonic GH4, which blew my oh, world. Yeah. I was just like, 4K, baby. 4K! Yeah. <laughs> Autofocus! I was like, this is awesome. But at the same time, I also got into photography as well. So my, gotcha. my passion for photography kind of developed for um, the the Japanese pop culture social media site because we were covering rock bands like yeah. we were talking about earlier. So I was shooting concert photos, which I love. I fell in love with photography because mm. of concert photos. So I was like, oh man, this micro four thirds, you know, it's not really good in low light. Let me try getting a full frame Canon camera. So that's why I was like shooting with a Canon 5D Mark III yep. and a Panasonic GH4. But I was like, this is kind of weird. You know, Going I'm shooting with forth. two different cameras, right? I was mm-hmm. like, do I buy like micro four thirds lenses or do I buy full frame lenses? Like, what do I do? I started getting confused used so that's why i invested into a sony camera yeah i guess at that time the a7 came out the a7s mm-hmm. they are the originals mm-hmm. right did yep. you go straight into the original cameras or did you go into the mark twos i went into the mark twos because around mm-hmm. the time the sony a7s2 was blowing up in the filmmaking community oh, yeah. you know like you you will see it everywhere in like facebook groups and even my friends were shooting with the sony yeah. a7s well, it was a big deal because the first one didn't shoot 4k internally and then no. the second one did yeah so. It was a big deal. It was a huge deal. So my production company wanted to start doing their own production, like just some in-house stuff. So we invested into an A7S2, and I was like playing around with it. I was like, this is really cool. I think I'm going to get an A7S2 for myself. Mm. At the time, it was well over $3,000 too, I think. Yep, yep. And then what I found out was um, there's another camera, the A7R2, which Mm -hmm. does 42 megapixel photos. And here's the thing about the A7R2 that stuck out from the a7s2 at the time was that you can shoot 4k in super 35 mode Mm -hmm. so i was like wait a minute this is awesome because i have a bunch of uh aps-c lenses that i was adapting on my gh4 this is going to be perfect i can adapt my uh aps-c lenses onto my a7r2 and still be able to shoot 4k in super 35 mode so i went tokina 11 to 16 and the 18 to 35 yes (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> all the lenses that you would be using on a GH4, I like adapted to my Sony yeah. A7R2. I was like, this is amazing. And I found out more amazing things about the camera. You know, like it has what the phase detection autofocus mm-hmm. and the contrast detection autofocus, whereas the A7S2 doesn't have really good autofocus. Yeah. So I was like, these are like gold, like information and no one is putting out there on YouTube. So yep. I was like, why don't I contribute back to youtube uh-huh. you know a platform that i've learned so much about photography and video and just start pumping out sony content so and so that's how it began yeah and you started out with almost like a niche kind of camera not really but not really. at the time nobody was really talking about it you yeah. found a kind of a hole in the market nobody was yeah. talking about that camera yeah definitely there were there were a few people but not a whole lot more that's, photography based exactly more mm-hmm. photography based so i came in more with a photography and video so hybrid shooting background yeah and for anybody who isn't aware, like you said, the R2, it was kind of part of the same line of the A7S2. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it had better autofocus. Way you better. could shoot in 4K full frame and crop. The mm-hmm. full frame mode wasn't as sharp, but it, most people can't really tell anyways. I couldn't tell. So yeah. you get the benefit of both. And yeah. it's a 40 or 38 megapixel. Is that 42 it? megapixels. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. It's my first Sony camera. I fell in love with it. I still yeah. have it. That's it's, awesome. It's amazing. Cool. Yeah. So... Um, We'll get back into the, all the Sony story stuff. Okay. Um, but uh, your your social media channels, like when we were trying to do research about you, oh, gosh. like they really stay away from like personal details. 
Is that like intentional? Do you try to just stay more business or you don't really share your personal life? I don't I don't know. I feel like I do put myself out there, but at the same time I I, I guess cause like I was like, is this relevant information? Is this something that I can Yeah. Does, do people really need to know about this or is this like fluff? Like But I like what well, let's let's talk about some things maybe some yeah. people in your audience don't know. Totally. So like uh so you have a girlfriend. Yes. We see her all the time. Yes. How long have you guys been together? So my girlfriend is Vivian. She's my managing partner. Um, but Most been... people know her if they're yeah. familiar with you. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, we've been together for about, I guess, almost three, three, four. Oh, she's going to hate me for this. Like around <laughs> three, or, three or four years. Yeah. We... Kind of the beginning of the channel then. Yeah, right? beginning of the channel. She's like ultimately what got me started on my YouTube channel. Wow. Yeah, because I was like, hey, I'm not sure. Should I stay with Canon or should I stay with Sony? So I was like comparing yeah. cameras with her. I'm always going back and forth. And she was like, maybe maybe you should go with the Sony because it seems like you like that one a lot more. And I was like, okay, cool. So she she's got me. She pushed me to get the Sony. Uh -huh. And that's how I started making YouTube channel, um, wow. my YouTube channel on it. So she's she has helped make this channel possible. Sometimes uh, I found my wife too, like she, because she's so unbiased and doesn't have any really investment in this industry like I have. Yeah. Uh, it's really easy to kind of give her the pros and cons of each thing that I'm dealing with in my work. Mm -hmm. And she can just make a very unbiased like yeah. judgment. Yeah. And it's actually really good to have that. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. Cause it's like, oh yeah, you're, you're right. That's the right thing to do. Cause we start seeing things that like someone else wouldn't see and we're like clouded with biased judgment yeah you know? and she's like yeah it seems, it seems like you like this one more. you know <laughs> yeah. you say you like this color and all that stuff yeah, just go with this one i was like this is sony are you sure yeah it's it's three thousand dollars you sure he's like yeah, yeah yeah just go for it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it was like that with my phone like i i really wanted the the tennis max the the new iphone but yeah like, it's more money yeah I told Laura, I was like, this one is bigger, but it's more expensive. And, you know, this one, I probably should get that one, the, the XR, it's cheaper. Yeah. And she's like, just get the Max. You obviously want that one. Yeah. So. It's like, you're, you're just, you're just, just get it. Cause it's true. Like, if I get the thing I don't want, like, I kind of, every day of my life, like, regret not yeah. having it. You're like, oh, I should have. This is so first tennis. world. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I, should, oh, I should have gone with the Sony. You know? I was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, 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 so you grew up in LA. What college did you go to? I went to UC Riverside. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah, yeah. Was that a good experience? Did you like it? I liked it. I mean, I was out there. I mean, that's what got me um, a lot of the opportunities that I have now. So yeah. that friend I was telling you about that hooked me up with the wedding job. Um, his name is Eric. And he, he was like, I think he was, he's three, four years older than me. So mm -hmm. I met him when he was a senior and I was like a fresh, a freshman. Yeah. Met only once. Um, went to one or two film clubs together and never saw the dude again. And almost like six or seven years later, we joined the same Panasonic GH4 group. And, she, oh, and cool. he saw that and he was like, hey, On you want to shoot some weddings? Yeah. yeah. You want to uh, shoot some weddings with me? I was like, I'm down. So we've been okay. best buds since. And awesome. we've been doing weddings together. So, yeah. And, you know, um, just meeting the people out there is what makes the experience good. I wouldn't say mm -hmm. the curriculum was good, but mm -hmm. the people out there was good. So you mentioned Chinese American. Is yeah. are your parents from China or they're actually second generation? Yeah. See, this is this is why <laughs> I'm not the best person to explain this, but uh, my parents are from Vietnam, but they're from the Chinese part of okay. Vietnam, so they know Vietnamese, Chinese, wow. Mandarin, you know, some other different language. So are they first generation Americans or or, or like they uh, they're immigrants or yeah, they're immigrants. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so you're when, first gen. Yeah, so I'm first generation. Yeah. yeah, I think that's how it works. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. So We're... I learned Chinese growing up. I learned Cantonese growing up. Really? Wow. English. So. But I speak primarily English. Yeah, yeah sure. That's my... But you can, you're bilingual. 
I'm yeah. I mean, I can I can survive with Cantonese, but I wouldn't say I'm very proficient if, at it. I'm sure if you if they dropped you there, you would probably pick it up. Oh yeah, I'll be fine. We went to Hong Kong right before Japan, so cool. I was like, this is great. I, Did you I see all the DJI stuff? Did you go to DJI? Ah, uh, I think wait, is DJI in Hong Kong or no, they in they're, China? Right? They're in China, right? Yeah. I don't know. Do you have uh, brothers and sisters? I have a half brother. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool. And uh, <laughs> see, like I can't. I'm not getting any like cool stories here. What's your half brother like? He's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he introduced me to video games. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Did you grow up playing video games? I grew up playing video games with him. He had an <laughs> SNES, uh, Nintendo 64. He got me into the Legend of Zelda series, which yeah. I am like super obsessed with. Uh, oh my I went gosh, to E3 yeah. like last wait this week. I went to E3 this week. <laughs> last week. It was oh, this week. Yeah. It was literally this week. And I went. I lined up. I stood in line for two hours to play the new Zelda game. That's, how, was that's it good? how crazy passionate I am about it. It was good. I've never. I, it was a remake from the Game Boy Advance. No, sorry, Game Boy series. Oh, okay. So I've. It's one series that I've never played, but they're remaking it for the Switch. So I'm like super. Do you own excited. a Switch? I own a Switch. Yes. Do you own the PS4? I don't own a PS4. Vivian owns a PS4, <laughs> but it's at her her parents' place because her brothers plays it. But whenever there's like a new playstation game i want to play uh-huh. we steal it back <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah. um growing up were you like into photography filmmaking stuff like that or yeah growing up i was into video a lot so in high school i shot with a point and shoot camera you know just like make cool uh swimming music videos because i was on a swim team oh wow so i would like craft together like little music videos i would like film out a little swim meets and just like put together music videos very and, cool um, whenever there's like a, a a video project for any of my classes, I'm always the first one to be like, yes, let's yes. do this. I want to make videos. Absolutely. I remember there were times where there'd be like a final exam or something and I would literally just make a video instead. Yeah. And, uh, and the teacher always loved it because yeah. like everybody was so impressed by it. I remember like one time somebody, the, the teacher like showed it to all of her classes. Like look what, look what Dave did yeah. for his exam. Yeah. And I was like, that was so easy. Like, it took me <laughs> 10 minutes. And... But the important thing was you had a lot of fun. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, re- I remember, like, um, in history, it was 10th grade history. I forgot what, what the subject was. It was, like, world history or something like that. Our teacher was like, yeah, for your for your midterm and for your final, just make, like, a the video reenactment of whatever happened in history. And a bunch oh of my, my friends gosh. and I got together and just, like, recreated, like, a bunch of, I don't know, like, some of the wars we just had a we just had a bunch of fun yeah <laughs> or like you remember back when um this series called red versus blue with like halo mm-hmm. and they're like oh, yeah. doing, they're like doing all the, the 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 animation through the video game we did that too we're just yeah. like let's just let's just create a world history thing with with uh with the halo characters yeah. it was just fun it was just it allowed us to be creative and it, it ultimately spiraled me to have a passion for videos very cool mm-hmm. um so straight out of college you're working for this japanese production company mm-hmm. Did you like that? Was that a good job? I had a blast. Yeah. I, I loved everyone there. They were so supportive. Well, give me some yeah. stories from that. Like, I mean, it just sounds so wild. And well, like, what do you want to know? <laughs> well, like, I mean, what were you doing? I mean, you, I saw some picture. If you go creep on his Instagram, you can find some Japanese mm-hmm. rock bands. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, what was that like? Did you work with some like celebrities in Japan? Yeah, yeah, we did. So, um, again, it primarily the Japanese production company is. Um, they do client work for Japan. You know, whenever they need to make a commercial out here in the U.S., they would totally do it. Um, I was a PA for that, a production assistant for that. So I'll assist with anything between, like, bookings or just sort of, like, uh, um, 
locking down a venue or uh-huh. a spot or whatever for them. But I was mainly hired to do their social media, uh-huh. you know. So they wanted to expand on their pop culture content, like anime, Japanese music, yeah. you know, anybody that's coming in town, like a concert that I would have to go cover for that. I think when I started with them, they only had like a blog. But then around that time, like 2011, 2012, YouTube was a huge thing, you yeah. know, like businesses were getting into into making YouTube videos and stuff. So I pitched to them. I was like, I will help you guys make a YouTube channel and we would just do some cool things. We would make, yeah. we would create videos on how to create these things called character bentos mm-hmm. in which um, you craft together like favorite anime characters on a rice dish or something like that. Oh, wow. So we had a host for that. So she was amazingly talented. She was making all of that stuff. I was filming, I was editing. And unfortunately, that was very short-lived. That's mm-hmm. what got us the most subscribers at uh-huh. the time on our YouTube channel because of these like <laughs> character dishes. Yeah, yeah. But she, uh, the, the original host, wanted to move on. So we were like, okay, what do we do? Are we gonna like let the channel die, or should we like start pumping out like different kinds of content? Because none yeah. of us are talented enough to make <laughs> character dishes. So then I was like, you know, why don't I like put together something maybe like weekly, you know, Japanese mm-hmm. news or uh, you know, t- trying out different Japanese candies because at the oh, time nice. yeah. those types of content contents were popular like oh i'm trying japanese food today or japanese yeah. candies and that led to me like going out to conventions doing interviews wow. um whenever there's japanese bands that came to town i would interview them i would shoot the concert you know it was a lot of fun oh my and that's gosh. And that's what made me feel more confident in front of the camera because i wasn't very confident in front of a camera before but it forced me to be be in front of the camera just kind of like talk and be excited and be happy and share yeah. this information with everybody yeah so that helped me got you know um give you more confidence give you gave me more confidence and just sort of um allowed me to share my passion you know an yeah. outlet for me to share my passion about something were you doing the editing as well on that yes or? wow all the editing all the writing so all you the really kind of cut your teeth as a youtuber in that yes. job mm-hmm can people see stuff still? Yeah, it's it's up there. You can look it up. Kawaii Kakoi Sugoi, if you can spell that. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck spelling Good it. Good luck spelling that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it stands for cute, cool, and amazing. And that was like our whole like motto or motif. We want to showcase the most cute, cutest thing, the coolest thing, and the most awesomest things uh-huh. from Japan through oh, the YouTube wow. channel. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And then f- why did you end up quitting that job? Things were starting to slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things were starting to slow down, and um, you had the opportunity to start doing weddings. It was, it was, it was, yeah, weddings for sure. Yeah, things were just slowing down. That's yeah. all. Um, you know, I I could get into this whole thing. I don't know if anybody would want to listen to it, but <laughs> I'll just do a TLDR. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know if you know, but Korean pop culture mm-hmm. is like massive right now. Yeah, K-pop. Yeah, K-pop. K-pop. So <laughs> unfortunately. The Japanese scene didn't get as popular, other than the anime stuff. Okay. So where I, where I was coming from, we were like pretty much in the entertainment side. Mm-hmm. So the entertainment just wasn't wasn't as impactful as the Korean pop culture, even as of right now. So it's just like sort of hard to like get opportunities. Interesting. And, you know, unless we start branding ourselves to do more Korean content, which we didn't want it to do. So it's just a different country. Yeah, it's a different country. And unfortunately, I don't listen to a lot of K-pop. Otherwise, I totally would do it. (laughs) I mean, have you seen like YouTube right now? K-pop music video reacts. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. I mean, you go on the trending tab and there's always some Korean pop artists. Yeah. So in a different life, maybe I would have been. Which is strange to me. Pop culture stuff, but Korean. There's so many people, not even in America, but just people all over the world who cannot speak Korean. 
but they love that stuff. My girlfriend Vivian, she loves K-pop. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. her favorite? So like I understand. Oh, she likes this band called Shiny. Yeah. So they. So she just listens to music and can't understand anything. No, but she actually studied. She tried to study a little bit of Korean. Oh really? Yeah. It was sort of like me when I listen to Japanese music. I like study a little bit of Japanese. Interesting. So. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's crazy. That's so fun. you start shooting weddings. This is in tw- uh, two thousand. What's what'd you say? 14, 15, 16? 16. Okay. Twenty fifteen. Twenty sixteen. GH four five D, and then you switch to the A seven S two. Around yes. that time, A7S2, A7R2, yeah, A7R2, yes, yeah. Sorry. I own the R2, but my friends all got the S2. Gotcha. Yeah, so. yeah. And you start your YouTube channel because you're not seeing very much Sony content out there around just the things that you're doing with yeah, R hybrid shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, just tell me about that process and what that was like starting the channel and seeing just the comments and the res- the response that you got. Yeah. And I can just tell you from my perspective as just a, a watcher of YouTube. Before I was even a YouTuber, I was, you know, seeing your stuff come up all the time. So, it, it, like, the algorithm really liked you. <laughs> like, because Sony was blowing up, yep. you just had the perfect timing. Yeah. And, like, in a way, you're kind of the poster boy for Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, just tell me about that whole story and just, like, how it came to be and, like, some of the exciting things that were happening in that early stage while your channel was growing. Yeah. I mean, like, I think... Okay, so a lot. So when I first started, and when the A7R2 and the S2 first came out, there weren't a lot of lenses. So a lot of people were adapting lenses. They're adapting yeah. their Canon lenses. You know, like you're saying for me, Tokina, Sigma, and mm-hmm. people wanted to know. It's like, well, how's the autofocus, or like, what's it like? What's the experience like? And no one was really commenting on those at the time. So I was like, you know what? I'll just make some test videos. You know, like here it is with uh, A7R2 with the Metabones. Uh, speed booster or Metabones adapter, and this is with a Canon 70 200. Let's find out. Yeah. Let's see if the autofocus is good or not. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. It's not too bad. When you get to this focal length, it starts slowing down. You know, mm-hmm. I was offering these like real world, well, not really real world, but like real life tests. Mm-hmm. You know, people can actually see for themselves. They're like, oh, okay, well, the autofocus is working really well here. Maybe I should consider this combination, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was commenting more on the user experience side of things, yeah. which I don't think a lot of reviews were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. They were just sort of just, you know, all spec talks. And it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, this camera can do this, this, and that. But how is it like in a real world situation? So I was like yeah. putting the camera, I was setting it up. I was like having Vivian walk back and forth. We're like, okay, well, the autofocus is tracking really well you know, and all that stuff, you know, showcasing yeah. those real moments to people so they can actually see how the camera mm-hmm. works would work for them. Yeah. And <clears throat> kind of, I mean, it was like three years ago. So that was like kind of the height of Casey Neistat vlog time, right? Yes. I so was like, super obsessed with Casey Neistat. Oh, me too. I think everybody was. <laughs> yeah. I was really inspired by him and Gary Vee and like everyone. Yeah. that whole kind of sure. time is just yeah. like, I don't, I don't watch Casey as much. I don't listen to Gary as much anymore. Yeah. It gets but too overwhelming, right? It's, uh, well, it's Gary. Like, it's like, I know Gary. I know I just need to do it. Just please <laughs> yeah. stop yelling in my ear. I know. Exactly. You have those AirPods on. You're just listening to his podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His podcast with terrible audio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I remember the fir- when he first started, right? It's just like those echoes, those pitch. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you can tell he's like talking on his phone mm-hmm. in his microphone, like in a hallway. But that's something that I really respect. Yeah. And that's something that like got me like rethinking my whole channel. I'm just like, yeah. yo, this guy is not making things perfect and he's still racking up the views. He's still he's still loved by so many people. Yeah. And he's putting out awesome content. Because first and foremost, awesome content has to be 
the forefront of your yeah of your Same video for Casey, piece. the quality yeah objectively could be seen as low but yeah. when you really look at what the videos the vlogs that casey Neistat was doing at exactly. the time they were actually really high quality exactly but the camera itself was just low quality yeah you know? exactly so but his I, composition his editing his exactly. performance it was the all storytelling it was all top notch yeah, it was very top notch i remember when d-rock was first shooting gary's vlog and i was like oh i thought i thought it was all right you know it's pretty shaky camera movements but as time went by because he did it daily for Gary, his cinematography started to improve. It's his everything started to improve. Production quality started to improve. Audio started to improve. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I was like, I'm just sitting here complaining when I should be just, you know, just doing the thing and mm -hmm. just putting out the practice out there, just putting in the work yeah. and just get better that way. So with that said, like, was that part of why you started being more consistent on YouTube? Because yes. you were just driven by that? Because when I first started on YouTube, I think everybody else is maybe you have the same feeling as well being a perfectionist yeah you know it's just like oh well it's not perfect yeah. the camera's a little shaky in this one spot or the autofocus mm -hmm. is pulsing right here it's the, it's just oh let's just grab this whole thing because we come from a more you know production yeah. production side right mm -hmm. exactly and it's just like why well people don't really care about this you know it's youtube it's it's in some sense it's a little bit raw it doesn't have to be too polished but yeah you know good enough to watch and be entertained by yeah and mm -hmm. but then you have people like uh austin evans you have people like uh jonathan morrison <laughs> oh. marquez brownlee you know the team crispy yeah i mean team the crispy. the list can go on with these tech channels that yeah. are producing stuff that looks like a professional tv show mm -hmm. um do you think they don't need to do that I think they they were doing it at the time because it's what gave them the edge and it's what made them stick out. I think mm -hmm. YouTube goes through like different phases, you know. Obviously, there was a huge daily vlogging scene. Yeah, that's I don't think is really like yeah, it's the thing now. It's like other things are popular on YouTube, but at the time, having that production quality was what gave them the edge and sort of like got more eyeballs to them, and they sort of built their empire on that. So Linus Tech Tip. MKBHD, Jonathan Morrison. It's something that they did that they stuck around doing, and it's and it fits into their whole uh, motto and motif. You know, they're like, "Hey, we're tech guys. Obviously, our stuff's got to look good on YouTube." You know, yeah. so it, it makes total sense for them. Yeah. But, but for us, I think like you know, it's a little bit. It's okay to be a little bit loosey goosey about it because yeah. then you know, ultimately, people who are watching us are just creatives who are aspiring to do what we do, and mm. you know, they want to, they want to have that feeling of, hey. I'm able to create something like this. I don't need a fancy slider. I don't need a giant red camera to do yeah. what, you know, to be a successful YouTuber because these are the same guys who are shooting with the A6300, A6400 who are still, you yeah. know, making amazing content, still attracting yeah. a lot of, um, audience. I saw in one of your videos that you have a cinematic coming mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. soon uh, that you're editing that you shot when you were in Japan. Yeah. Do you like to kind of, you know, you do your reviews, they're more loosey-goosey, like you said, mm -hmm. but then the cinematic is beautiful and it's really well made. Do you, do you find value in kind of showcasing what you can do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does I that think, give you more credibility? I think so. Really? Yeah, totally. Because I, I feel like a lot of people sort of see us as just like YouTubers, it's just cranking out content, you know, yeah. on, on our chairs in front of a computer, but we're so much more than that, you yeah. know? We're <laughs> able to be creative and make something cool out of it. It's yeah. just, unfortunately, those creative things don't have the necessary SEO or those yeah. keywords that well, would get the attention. That's what I was going to say. Is like, you don't get any views on a creative piece. <laughs> no. That's, that's the thing, you're right? You're just like... Unless you have, you're Sim Colder. <laughs> yeah, you but... have to like bait people in and just like, you know, you can't just have a wedding video with the bride and the groom's name on it. You 
got to have something like this speech will make you cry or something yeah. like that, right? <laughs> That's the thing. You got to play the game sometimes. Totally. Yeah, but then this one, it's not going to be like any baby title. I'm just going to put like simple Japan cinematic shot on yeah. Sony A7. And so I'll have a little bit of SEO at the end for the tag. Sure. And yeah. you, and you have like you have a a good base of people I'm sure that just watch anything you make anyways, right? Like a yeah, decent amount. Those are my MVPs, my right. MVPs. I, every time someone comments first on my video, I'm be like, "You're my MVP." Bro. <laughs> I you love it. Awesome. Or notification squad. Like I don't do the whole notification squad thing like most people do. Like notification squad ch- uh, check in or something like that. People just like send me like DMs and uh, Instagram stories. It's just like I'm watching your video, notification awesome. squad reporting, and I'm like, "Dude, bro, you guys are like my MVPs." It's so amazing. Like, I love you guys. So let's talk about the the kind of the hit and when you started to realize like, oh shoot, like this is actually working this can become my new thing, like my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that point for you? You know, was it a year ago, two years ago? It was two years ago. I think a lot of my friends, like, especially like um, Eric, my, my wedding partner and Vivian, they were just telling me like, you have a lot of potential in this. I think you should just yeah maybe try it out, pursue it, especially with the things that were slowing down from my last job. It's just like, maybe you should, you know, just kind of jump forward, just kind of go for it and see where it takes you. Mm-hmm. So it was a very scary thing, you know, just having to be like, okay, like this is something that I want to move on to. How do I do it? Yeah. I wasn't even making a lot of money at the time mm-hmm. from YouTube. That was like the most scariest thing. But, you know, we just kept hammering. Were on. you doing affiliate marketing at that yes, time? Absolutely. Were you doing absolutely. it like but, with international and like international? Yep, yep, okay. yep. Amazon so you were making a little bit, but not a ton. Trust me, you you know how expensive rent here is, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, when you first started, that wasn't covering the bills. That wasn't paying half the rent. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. On top of that, we're gearheads. So I'm just like, oh yeah, you know, I'll just pick up this two thousand dollar lens, yeah, two thousand dollar body. Oh, you know, I'll just buy this five hundred. Like I'm like losing money from doing this. <laughs> yeah. So every anytime I see like these tech YouTubers just like buying like five thousand dollars Mac Pros and IMAX, I'm like, how are you? Yeah. How's how your wallet not bleeding? So, well, uh, you would yeah. think that they have a lot of overhead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People think YouTubers are rich. We're like, we're not. Yeah, we're <laughs> some just of them like, aren't. You know, but... Yes, yeah, some are. But, well, Ken, we had Ken on uh, from Austin Evans, and he said his first job ever, he was actually in, basically interning or potentially going to work with Jonathan Morrison. But Austin was there because they share an office. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, yoink. So that's how, <laughs> yeah. So Austin ended up taking ken Mm -hmm. but ken's first job was uh, it was the macbook uh just the macbook the super thin one yeah just came out and jonathan said hey ken can you go to the apple store and go buy eight macbooks uh (laughs) and so he was like okay so he had like this credit card and he's like i'll take eight please (laughs) and they they, uh they were with the what's inside guys and they cut it open and they did a couple of tests on two or three of them and then they did reviews on the other three because there's different colors, so they had to have each color, you know. Oh my god! So like at That's... the high level, stuff like that happens. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. I mean, like for me, it's just like I had to, I had to buy. I, I did a I recently did a, a MacBook Pro review just to test out Premiere Pro, right? Yeah. And how it was running. I was like, okay, well, I need this laptop ASAP because it just came out. And I had to walk. The Apple store was like literally just down the street from me. I literally walked down the store. I was like, what's the latest MacBook you have? What is your What is your inventory? And I was like, I was hoping they would have like a, a, a semi-spec'd out, like not too spec'd out you yeah. know, a MacBook. So I was like, okay, I don't have to spend too much money. They're like, well, the only one we have is a fully maxed out version <laughs> MacBook. Do you want it? I was like, I need to make this video. 
all right, I'll buy it. <laughs> I was like, great. I was like walking home. I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> this hurts so much. How do people do it? I know. And that's the thing is when you're a YouTuber, especially when you're doing tech stuff, yeah. a lot of our livelihood, especially now that for both of us, it's a full-time thing, like yeah. relies on being fast and being yes. topical and relevant. Yes. And it's, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, like how many times have you felt like you're competing with another YouTuber? I'm sure you have that. Yeah. Feeling, I mean, right? yeah, I mean, there Every is time that. I'm like, oh, man, Dave and Connor just pumped out an A6400 review. I, mean, <laughs> I need to step my game it up. It took us a month after that event though. Oh, you guys were the first one. I remember I was like, all right, you know, yeah, I'm, I'll make it. Oh, you M mean the, the news one? No, you guys did like a 6400 versus M50. Oh, for yeah. Canon, yeah. and then everyone was requesting the same thing on my channel, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, I guess I'll do it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can get B and H to send me out a loaner for an M50 <laughs> to test out." Thing gets like I, I literally sent the request out, and I look on my subscription feed, A6400 versus M50. <laughs> and I was like, "How are these guys doing?" And I was like, "I'm losing right here." <laughs> that video I was did, like, "Oh no!" Uh, it did perform pretty well. Yeah, because people but... want to see that stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, we did a, we did a. But, deep, but 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 uh, but for real though, that velocity you guys pumped it out and still kept it like quality. It was amazing. Oh, thank you. It was super cool. <laughs> we'll see how it goes now that I'm a solo YouTuber. Oh my gosh! A lot I'll, of I'll the, help you out. Yeah, oh. a lot of the quality is because I had Connor by my side. Yeah. So well, yeah, let's start collabing. <laughs> so what happened when like Sony actually reached out to you, and what was that point when like you started getting stuff early? You started kind of going to the events hang out with Gordon Lang and the camera store guys yeah. and you know they're they're DP reviews guys now oh, <laughs> but at the time they were <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Jordan and uh, um... I felt like I transcended no nah, I'm just messing it was <laughs> it's amazing it's also very surreal at the same time because anytime I'm at these like press trips to like talk about a new product mm -hmm. and I'm just hanging out with everybody I used to watch yeah and I still do have you met Kai I have not met Kai. Kai's amazing. I, I want to meet Kai. I met Locke. Oh, he's so great. Too. Yeah, he's amazing. Kai but, and Locke are from, uh, uh, what was the, DigiRev TV. Yeah, DigiRev. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're awesome. They're mm -hmm. totally cool. Um, I feel sorry for the Instagrammers who are listening to this that don't know any of the context that we're talking about. So. Oh, snaps. I thought this was... <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing right instagram and youtube is two different worlds <laughs> yeah it's so true but anyways yeah. so you go to these trips and you're like it's so surreal almost yeah same for me like i get still starstruck when i yeah. see you know like i met i justine on the sony event that yeah. we went to yeah and that was the first time i ever met her and i'm like you're like so freaking so famous cool, and, right? and cool and she's so like she and jenna are so down to earth oh yeah they like respond to my instagram story and they comment on my post and i'm like oh <laughs> they're, they're, they're commenting on my stuff. This is crazy. This is, oh my yeah. Anytime, yeah. Anytime they comment on my stuff or like respond to my story, I I was like, maybe, maybe. Oh, I met. Yeah, just comment on my stuff. I met Philip Bloom at NAB this year, and oh. that was for me. That was kind of like you know, I'm too scared to approach him. Moment. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like on these press trips, I'm like, these are the people I watch my you know learning photography and stuff like that and they These welcome you in they're rock stars you know yeah they, they welcome you in and it's like oh cool you're jason vong like yeah and it's like they're like who are you <laughs> you're the sony guy how often do you get that the sony guy um from them or from other people just in general <laughs> in general yeah um do you like being I, the sony guy i guess i are mean you, like i i what happens when uh you know hypothetically fuji makes something better and it's like amazing it's the end of my career i'm telling i'm <laughs> well i think it's fuji for life i think or sony for life so 
Um, you know, it's just, I think I want, I've always wanted my content to be more tailored to education. So ultimately mm -hmm. at the end of the day, whatever people are watching for me, albeit that it's titled something with Sony, is that they're going to get more valuable information yeah. from me rather than just gear. It's more going to be like, Hey, this is what you can do with a 50 millimeter, 35 millimeter. Mm -hmm. Here's what you can do with the audio stuff. It's just, it's titled Sony, you yeah. know? So, and you're wearing an alpha shirt in yeah. your thumbnail or yeah. your title. Or your uh, your profile pic is you wearing a oh, Sony yeah, Alpha I shirt. I rock that. You know, I rock yeah. that like I'm Superman or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when did Sony start actually communicating with you? I think it was uh, right right around the time the 24 G Master was about to be launched, and then they were like, "Hey, you wanna come check this thing out?" And I'm like, "Was in San Francisco, right?" Mm -hmm. Got to meet like, Jared Poland. Fro knows yeah, Fro knows. Dude, Fro is like the guy that I used to go to a lot for YouTube. Yeah. And I'm still scared to approach him. I'm like, oh my God, dude, I can't. I was like, Vivian, that's that's Fro. That's Fro. I listened to this podcast. Like, I learned yeah. concert photography from this guy. I didn't tell him any of that. You know, I didn't want to come off as a fanboy. So I'm just like, what's up, Jared? Nice to meet you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was the first event that you went to. From yeah. that point on, you know, once you're yeah. in, you're kind of in. And start getting invited Hopefully, to stuff and knock on wood you know and the the race begins at that point you're you're given yeah. an opportunity to see something um maybe you have a couple of days and then the embargo is lifted mm -hmm. um what's that like kind of being a process being in the process it's... of that and explain to somebody who doesn't understand that yeah so it is super stressful I'll tell you that. I think a lot of people has to have this misconception that, ah, Sony's flying you out. You guys are having a vacation. I'm like, no, no, we're not having a vacation because we got to like, we don't, we're only given like maybe like if we're lucky half a day to shoot with the new product mm -hmm. or worst case scenario, just two hours. So it's like, well, I can't do all this test that people want, would want to see. You know, like, how am I going to, how am I going to do that? So I'm like hauling my butt trying to like get all the sample shots that I need. Got to test it out for photo and videos. Yeah. Like I'm not, it, it's hard to, you know, have fun on these trips because you're also at the same time working. I mean, it's cool to see the product, but you also want to be that, that person to share this information, but also share it really well and very informative for your viewers to watch. So yeah. it is super stressful at the same time you don't want to be making the same content as everyone else is making because yeah. they're literally shooting the same thing and i think a lot of people are, are like kind of averse to that especially when they watch you know m more than just you know me mm -hmm. and like they'll watch the camera store tv or dp review or like ted forbes so it's like how can i make my content different from them so i've always tried to like come up with ideas on the spot so yeah people think we're having out fun out there but it's pretty stressful for me at least just trying to like <laughs> making sure my content is different but at the same time more informative yeah yeah and then when the when the time comes where you're allowed to share it oh that's, do you that's share even it? more incredibly stressful for me because like like do you ever find yourself hitting export like an hour before the embargo lifts no, I haven't done. Okay, sometimes if we literally there That's are how times. I always am. <laughs> literally, there, by the way, literally there are times where it's like you you have until this before the you know embargo lifts to finish up the video. They they don't make you do it, but it's just like hey, this is this is when we're gonna announce the news. If you guys want to have your video by then, you know, cool. If not, you know, whenever. 
So for me, it's like, well, obviously, you know, again, going back to like being the first ones to have that video up, you know, you gotta make that deadline, right? So for me, I'm just like scared because I'm like, what if I accidentally upload the video but hit publish first before、uh-huh. the embargo? So I'm super stressed out. I'm like always tense. I'm like checking my video back and forth. Okay, it's private. It's private. It's private. It's private. <laughs> oh no, it's public. It's public. You know,、yeah. like、freaking out. Because sometimes when you hit publish and nobody else like published their video, you're like. Did I was I, did I mess、to? up the date? Yeah, <laughs> like what's going on? No one's uploading their video, and then like thirty seconds later, it's like all the videos get populated. Yeah. So do you? F- so here's my theory on this. Like, I don't I don't know if it's worth doing that anymore. Maybe if you're a smaller channel under smaller, being under five hundred thousand, like maybe we should still try to be first. But like. There's so many people that post the same video. Yeah, is it better to do it like the day after? I think ultimately, like for me, I final like when I first started doing all this, like you know,、um, yeah,、um, pre-product launch or whatever. You know, it's just like yeah, I gotta be the first ones. But then I I realized at some point I'm just like, well, you know what? People come to watch me for what I know, and they want to hear my thoughts and my opinion. So I've I've done a good job establishing that already. You know, people will always come back to me relying on me on Sony content. So、yeah. I shouldn't stress to be the first one、yeah. to have that information, but just someone that can convey that information well. Yeah. So and we see this in like I'm sure you've seen it too from Kai. Kai doesn't release his the videos first. No. He uploads it maybe like a day after, but he still racks up more views than I do.、Mm-hmm. It's because people want to see his take on Same it. Same for Caleb Pike. Like he just posted his review of the、uh, XT3. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and I'm sure it's going to perform really well. Yeah. Because people literally want Caleb Pike's. Yeah, interpretation of like this because、thing. he's done so well with reviewing、yeah. cameras. They're like, well, this is the guy that I'm gonna go、yeah. to for camera. Same as for me, people pe- people want to come to me because this guy does a lot of Sony stuff. I can take his word for it. Because、mm-hmm. if I start reviewing Fuji, it's like no one's gonna take me seriously, right? <laughs> Although, if you do, you compare other cameras ever? I want to, but I feel like again, this you're gonna whole, be biased. It's not so much of me just being biased; it's that people are going to perceive me as biased. Whatever I'm going to、gotcha. say, they're just going to be like, as、oh, I just did. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be biased about it. Like no matter how objective, like I I、mm-hmm. want to be and can be. Yeah, you know, people are going to be like, you're a Sony guy. Like, what are you doing、yeah. here? Like when the GH5 launched, right? I talked about it on my Sony on, on my channel, and people were like, you're a Sony guy. Why are you talking about GH5? Let me ask you this.、Um, I don't think this at all, but I'm just gonna ask it for the sake of people who m- would want to- me to ask this. Sure. Does Sony pay you money? No. So you're not paid for by Sony. You don't get a monthly check from Sony. No. Okay. I, I if there's money to be had, <laughs> they do、Why、let you、uh, use equipment、uh, early. Well, yeah. Well, for these press trips, you know,、yeah. we get to play, but we can't take it out. Exactly, we can't take it outside.、Um, there are、so. exceptions, you know. For me, I think you got one. You know, they gave me an RX zero two. They gave me it. Yeah, it.、Um, I, I, I wasn't sure I was supposed to return it.、Though. I know, same. Usually, we have to return stuff. Same. We don't get to keep it. Yeah. But I, I sent an email to Nicole, and I was like, "Do I get to keep this?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah."、So、oh, cool.、Sweet. All right, cool.、I'll、put it on eBay right away. I was like, I, I had it back. I had it in a box and everything, but I completely forgot about it. So I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to return this. You know? <laughs> but no, we no, we don't. I don't. I don't get paid. Like I think a lot of people think I'm an official Sony ambassador, but、mm-hmm. I'm not official. But、yeah. I I do at times do projects with Sony, which is awesome. Like I did their whole RX100、um, vlogging campaign 
which you'll see my face on their website as oh, well as cool. Best Buy apparently. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I hadn't seen it yet, but someone sent me a, a an Instagram story like, "Dude, do your videos on Best Buy." That's like, very cool. Really? That's cool. But you're not an official Sony ambassador, is that what they call it? I well, okay, so Alpha Shooter. So Sony has two different sort of ambassador programs, as far as I know. They have the Sony ambassador. I think they have Sony artisans is what they call it. Okay. So these are the photographers and uh, filmmakers with, you know, experience under their belts, you know, accolades and, you know, photography awards. And I think then, uh, uh, we interviewed Chris Burkard and he yes. is a Sony ambassador. Yes. Uh, yeah. Or artisan. Sony artisan. And there's their Sony collective members. And those are the, the peeps with the, you know, huge social media following. Gotcha. So they have those two separate programs. I'm, I'm not a part of any of those programs. Um, but then I do get, you know, we get to still do cool stuff with Sony, which, you know, I'm super blessed and happy with, you know. If you were asked to be one, would you say yes? Um, probably not, just because, um, again, like... Is there money attached to it? I don't think so. They just give you free stuff, maybe? Or? No. I, the, the, their ambassador program yourself. would still have to pay for the gear. You <laughs> okay. Know? Yeah, like... Make like, it a discount or something? Yeah, a little bit of a discount. See, everyone thinks they get we get free gear. We don't get free I know that's the thing that we annoys me. We don't get free here. We get free loaners. Yes, loaners for sure. Like if I if I need like a lens for like a comparison, like I would hit up like you know Sigma or Sony, mm-hmm. and just be like, hey, can I you know borrow this and you know mm-hmm. make some test videos out of and it? And then uh, they're I've more a, than ha- they're more than happy to. Yeah, and I have a deal with B and H. They let me borrow stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, our friend Greg Farnham from Lens Protego. Yeah, he's, I don't know if he talked to you, but like he sent me the Sigma. Yeah, he's wanting. Yeah. yeah, he's wanting to send YouTubers more stuff through yeah. Lens Pro, which yeah. is great. So, um, once you get into YouTube, you can eventually get to a point where you don't have to shell out cash anymore to review stuff. Mm-hmm. That was always which is helpful. That was the frustrating thing. Was like you, I kind of had to have a liquid of about three to four thousand dollars. Oh, five for me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's it just can, like constantly buy, return, buy, return, buy, sell on eBay, yeah. buy, sell. Here's the problem. <laughs> I I have issues returning the stuff because i'm like damn i generally like this like yeah i'm gonna keep it <laughs> like the whole macbook i was like dang it i have to keep it now do you still have it yeah I, well okay so i i'm working something out with um the the apple business team and just be like hey can i just return this one but get the version with two terabytes mm-hmm. which costs the same amount of money and they're like yeah totally do you edit in final cut no premiere pro okay yeah i'm um, a i'm a hard-headed premiere pro guy why is that I just I grew up learning with it and it, it took me forever. It took it, it was so hard for me to get into Final Cut. It's a great, it's fantastic, fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Did you use Final Cut hard. for a time? No, never. It's I'm, I've always X. been Premiere. Okay. Yeah, but I've used Final Cut for about six months mm-hmm. and I made a whole video about transitioning to Final Cut. Oh really? <laughs> and um, yeah, I just couldn't get used to it. Okay. It's it's great though. It's everything fair. runs fast and everything, but I'm just like, what? Well, yeah, I, I mean, this is a, this thing right here. It's a 2016 13 inch base model. Yeah. I paid a thousand dollars for this computer. Final I, cut. I run my entire business off of it because of Final Cut. Yeah, it's great. It's I fantastic. shoot everything 4K, 10 bit, everything and on you this. Get, and you get people, and I have people yelling at me on the internet, it's like, you just use Final Cut. What, what are you doing? Yeah. You get a MacBook Pro. Well, I wanted to post a tweet the other day because like Maddie posted a switching to PC video. Like everyone is Chris doing Howell, that. Chris Howell, Everyone is doing. And I'm like, and there's us, right? It's just like, yeah, this is still great. Yeah, but I'm also like, 
just instead of switch to PC, switch to Final Cut or Resolve. Either one, pick one. Oh yeah, both of them run better. I want to try Resolve next. I heard um I heard some podcasts with the developers of the new Mac Pro. Yeah, like from Apple, and they said just wait for fall because they were asking about Premiere. They're like, how is Premiere on the new Mac Pro? They're mm-hmm. like, it's great. We've been working with Adobe, Thank and goodness. they said we're gonna Adobe. Just wait. Adobe's gonna have some updates in the fall that will make it a lot better. Okay, I'm I'm excited now. So, yeah. I'm super excited and i did see i because I, I watch max yuri yuriev's max comparisons awesome. all the time yeah and like i don't know what happened i guess there was an update in premiere about a month or two ago yeah and it seems to be better it's still slower but it's, it's better oh, significantly like his benchmark is just like that line is like this long <laughs> everything else is like this. yeah i'm like ah oh. It's really matter. sad, isn't it? Cause it is. The, the Adobe is a great company. They make great products. Yeah. It's very, you know, I love After Effects. I've always been an After yeah. Effects fan. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you look at what the iPhone can do with uh, AR now, mm-hmm. and it's like it's doing it on device mm-hmm. immediately, and, like, Adobe After Effects, even on a beefy machine, is really yeah. slow. <laughs> so. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping... Yeah. You're right about the fall update and that the <laughs> yeah. Premiere Pro will run so much smoother. I mean, like for me, I feel like a lot of those tests that Max does are based on export times. And then I'm looking at more like timeline performance. Yeah. Is it chugging when it's playing back footage to me while I'm editing? Mm-hmm. If it is, I can't have that. That's yeah. well, that's the whole thing why I switched over to a Razer uh, laptop is because it the timeline performance is better on the Razer. But I mean, there's still issues with the software itself. But yeah. I'm willing to put up with it because I can get done, get things done so much quicker with Premiere Pro than I can with yeah. trying to figure it out. I saw on Final Twitter, um, Jonathan Morrison is a big Final Cut 10 oh, yeah. advocate. And yeah. then Linus Tech Tips, all of his editors are Premiere guys. Yeah. And so they're, they're having a Twitter battle about yeah. that. And apparently they're going to do a showdown video oh. with jonathan's editor and linus's editor that's the youtube i'm subscribed to yeah that's what i want to see. exactly all right all that youtube drama that happened last <laughs> month i don't need to see that i need to see um, pc versus mac final cut versus Premiere <laughs> pro that's the that's the fight of the century so um tamron sigma rokinon and g master mm-hmm. sony makes the g masters tamron's been ste- stepping up their game sigma's got the art series even Rokinon's been doing autofocus lenses recently. Yeah. There's a bunch of great Sony glass yeah. now. And when you first started, like you said, it was really minuscule. You just had that. The, I'm actually using it on that one. The 24 to 70 F4. That old, like, mm-hmm. crappy <laughs> zoom that's super soft. But it's small and light. I think yeah. you had it on your A7R when I saw you at VidCon last year. But uh, I don't think so. I've never owned the 24 to 70 F4. I own the 16 to 35 F4, but never the 24 okay. to 70. Yeah. Maybe it was the, is there a 24 to 105? Do you use that ever? Uh, I think that's for Sony, right? No, mm-hmm. I, I've only used, I don't think I, I don't know what I used, to be honest with you. For <laughs> I could have sworn when I saw you at VidCon last year, you had the, maybe it was a 16 to 35 F4. Maybe. Anyways, doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, what do you th- what do you think about the current ecosystem of lenses and I'm, fantastic? I think those Tamron's are so cool. They're Tam- so small. Tamron is doing some big things, great mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Seventeen to twenty, I'm super stoked for that. Yeah, lens. yeah. That twenty eight to seventy five, like knocked that out of the park. Yeah. So for sure, I think like in terms of um, fulfilling that mirrorless philosophy, lightweight, compact, and still very high quality. Yep. I think Tamron's really hit like. Yeah, it's a sweet head. spot. Really, really nice. It was a hole in the market because, like, the Sigma art lenses are fabulous. I think fantastic. The, the quality of them alone is super sharp. Super sharp. Yeah, they're freaking huge. 
<laughs> I mean, they are they didn't they didn't design those lenses for the mirrorless intention, right? They yeah. designed it for DSLR. I think they there was like some interviews saying that they prioritized the image quality over the form factor, which I totally respect. You know, there yeah. are people who would want that 1.4 super sharp, but sure. don't mind that you know heavy lens. But for people like me, I'm just like I'm, I'm getting kind of done. Yeah, you know. But um, what do you think about Rokinon? Have you used any of their stuff? Just cheap? Oh, only the 85. I've used their cinema stuff, their manual cinema stuff, back mm. when we were um, back in the production company that I used to work for. They're fantastic lenses, for yeah. sure. I think in terms of autofocus performance, I think they're still a little bit lacking in the video side of things. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, if you're a photographer, you need that 1.4. Rockinon is like out there for you. And then obviously the G Master lenses. Oh, yes. I think now um, we've just seen so many lenses uh and it kind of makes nikon and canon like look like just garbage because like they have there's no lens lineup for nikon and canon's mirrorless yeah. full frame mm -hmm. like none mm -hmm. you know i think nikon has more than canon so at mm -hmm. least they're doing better but mm -hmm. now sony's ecosystem even if objectively you know the nikon z6 may be a better option than an a7 III with the specs you know it does 10 bit it's gonna have pros raw yeah you know, the, I, I think the color's better. I think the Ibis is better. That's my opinion. How dare you? Um, but I get frustrated with the camera because the lenses aren't there. The ecosystem isn't there. And when you look at Sony, you've got so much ecosystem now. Yeah, because Sony did a great job building up despite the flack that they were getting 10 years ago. I mean, like, they're like, oh, it's mirrorless. No one takes it seriously. Oh yeah, okay. You have more, you know, have a little bit more lenses. Okay, whatever. Okay, you're getting into full frame. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All of a sudden, A7R2, A7S2. Everyone's just throwing money at Sony. It's just like you're the coolest brand ever, right? I think it's really smart too that they stuck with the same Super lens mount for mm -hmm. crop and full frame. Yep. I do think, uh, again, you know, you won't agree with me, but like, I think the Nikon Z6, the way that they you know they made the mount huge mm -hmm. so that allows the lenses to actually be a little bit smaller mm -hmm. and because of the opening of the lens is mm -hmm. larger so the elements can be closer i don't know all the physics yeah but like neither do i yeah but basically what they told me was because the mount's so freaking massive they can actually make the lenses smaller through physics that's cool and so respect yeah so yeah. it's cool like i wish you know, it's like oh man it'd be cool if like the g masters were half the size yeah but they've kept them really lightweight even though yeah. they look big yeah. And what are your thoughts on the G Master? I think the G stuff. Masters are fantastic. Why I, isn't there a 35 and a 50? Because Zeiss already got that covered. But I want a G Master, though. I mean, I'm sure it'll be coming out. Do you think they have like a... I think they're just looking to fill in all the missing gaps right now. Yeah, rather like the than 24. They're not tackling the gaps that are that that's already been like set in stone. You know, I think they're going to circle back to it. Yeah. But for now, they, they, I think they definitely want to concentrate. They, they said 12 lenses are coming out this year. Okay. And how many have they announced? Three. Yeah. We still got nine lenses to go. So Wow. We so might... we're going to have a big drop like halfway through this year. Yeah. So 12. It's 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 all the companies have a roadmap for their lenses. So What's your favorite uh give me it's if I were asked this question it would be so hard to pick, but just give me like top 3 favorite lenses right now. Top 3 favorite lenses. If you want to make it 5, go for it, but um <laughs> No, that's here's the thing. It's it's super hard. But then for me when I Nowadays, when I shoot, I have a wide angle and a telephoto. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be like a 16 to 35 and an 85 or an 18 millimeter with a the beta, 40 the and the 85. Yeah, the bodice series. So for me, I think I really like the 16 to 35 G Master with the Sony 85. 
that'd be like my two combination to get anything done travel wedding um anything what do you use the 85 for is it like product shots and stuff uh 85 for that telephoto portrait look you know and that compression you know that's why i like about the 85s it's like my favorite lens for is that g master no I don't use the G Master. I use the Sony 85 1.8. That's the really? one that I own. I'm going to switch over to the Zeiss Spotis 1.8 uh -huh. 85. Is there a G Master 85? Yeah, there is. Oh, the okay, 1.4. They yeah. have a 1.4. I why, had it before. Why not? Then, why do you? Because uh... when I did the test between the 85 1.4 and 1.8, like there is a difference for sure. There's a difference. Absolutely. But I couldn't tell. Yeah. So I was like, the price you know, difference is massive. Price difference is massive. Um, the, the size. The size is massive. Uh, you know, there's a difference. But for me, I was just like, you know, I don't mind the 1.8. You know, I shoot I shoot video as well. Mm -hmm. The video autofocus is a little bit faster on the 1.8. Really? This is the one to get. I'm gonna, and it's smaller. Yeah. I bought it, and I sold my 85 1.4. never looked back. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, the the 28 uh, was an F2. Yeah. And the 85, those two, like, you could get by with just those two lenses. Oh, absolutely. You know, you can do your, your to-camera piece on a tripod with the 28 it's wide enough uh and then you do your close-ups with the 85 yeah. and they're small compact fairly affordable yeah um that's what i love about sony is you have not only um the high end with the g master but you have a lens like the 28 that's just a gem of a lens it's yeah. small perfect price point in my opinion of like high quality but not you know it's not like a budget 150 dollars nifty yeah. 50 like it's actually decent but it's small. I'll be honest. I've never used that lens. Really? I haven't used the 28 before. I've heard. So I've, uh, I've never used it either, but I have a lot of friends that have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it's a fantastic gimbal lens. I'd yeah. see a lot of people were using it on a gimbal. And the thing is the 28, it may not be as wide as a 24, but I feel like it's a, actually a pretty cinematic lens. I like, I yeah. personally shoot everything with, I have a 28. I, I'm weird. I've, I've rebought my one DC. I've rebought one. And so I'm shooting on that again. That's okay. With a 28. So. <laughs> We're just not talking after this podcast. I'm just <laughs> uh, Sony RX-02. Oh, boy. I, I have one. I love it. I love it, too. Uh, tell me your thoughts. It's a camera that you don't want to take advantage of the professional feature. That's mm -hmm. what I'm going to say. Okay. Because it's such a small camera with so little buttons it's yeah. like, what are you going to adjust? Uh -huh. Are you going to really try to adjust your shutter speed on the fly? Are you going to try to adjust your ISO on the fly? I, I tried to. It was really boring. It was really bad. It's Not hard, boring, right? Just, yeah. So, But then people are like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. that. The whole point of the camera is not to be, you know, for you to finesse, take the time to finesse with. You got to let the auto feature do its thing. So for me, I took it out to Hawaii, and I was shooting with S, you know, shooting S-Log 3, 2, 2. I think it's only 2. two. I was shooting it does three, but I, it doesn't. I don't remember, but I was shooting S Lock two, I believe, with it, and I was just letting the auto exposure do its thing. You know, I was just letting every you know just the camera take over. I'm just you know so hitting in, record. So in P mode, basically. Pretty much, you, you know, you can't use manual on that. It's just so hard. But the stuff came out great. I just like I pasted it on my S Log LUT, and I was just like, whoa. All right, good enough. This is fine. Did you, you know? shoot 4K or did you shoot yeah, 4K. slow motion or? 4K, 1080p, 120. We took it up on a helicopter too, and we're just nice. like, you know, just getting some great shots out of it. So, um, it's got a mic input. It's got a mic input. Gosh, just put that on the RX100. That's please. all I, I know. That's every time I pick up the RX02, yeah. uh, I'm like, I, 
I really should be using an RX 100 because mm-hmm. of the autofocus. Yeah. But and it's an f one eight lens yep. instead of a two eight. Mm-hmm. Or I think it's f four actually on the which one RX zero RX zero two. Yeah, yeah. it's f four. So um, when you're shooting outside, it doesn't really matter. But you know, but it's like, but this has a mic input. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a fantastic it's little fun, piece of camera. Yeah. 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 Um, do you prefer shooting APS-C or full frame? Full frame. Yeah. But if APS-C came out with 4K 60. <laughs> Before. Yeah, I'll come up. Because yeah. like at the time when the A7R 2 and the A6500 was out, my A6500 was actually my main camera. Yeah. So I mean, like, I don't. I'm not very like particular with full frame or APS-C. It just yeah. depends on like which camera has what I need the most. I do love that Sigma has the the trifecta, the 16, the 16 30, the 56. They're all one fours. They're a good size. Yep. They're they're actually a good size, and they're yep. Sigma lenses. I hope they keep making a great price. I hope they keep making the lenses. Yeah, in, I think this, I heard a rumor there's gonna be a ten this, millimeter. Which despite would be the fact that they have that whole Elmat alliance, I hope they still make stuff for the Sony because those are like killer lenses. Yeah, they yeah. should do a ten millimeter. They should do you know more stuff. Yep, for sure. Um, compe- uh, compelling reviews take time, but you seem to crank them out really quickly. So like, what's your, what's your workflow like currently when you actually, you have, you come up with a concept and you actually execute it. What's your workflow? Just have fun. (laughs) Just be conversational about it. That's the thing that I've learned barely this year, even last year. You you went to VidCon. Yeah. That's how we met. Have you, have you been to any of those panels? Like, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I went to all of them at VidCon, but. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you sat in one with me with, um, Freddie Wong. No, I, uh. No, I didn't. Freddie W. Yeah, I love him. Does anybody know Freddie W? Oh, of course. Freddie W. Of course. He's. If you don't know him, go look him up. Super Mario in real life. Yeah. In. Uh, <laughs> well, just I. I don't want to make this too long. Rocket jump. I. I went to his panel at VidCon, and it really changed my mind. He's like, it was a very pessimistic talk, though. He. I've watched interviews with him. He's yeah. kind of pessimistic uh, about YouTube because I think he. I don't know if he, regret is the right word, but. He is more of he wants to be a filmmaker. He does. And the, the 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 analogy that really stuck with me not really analogy, but the story that really stuck with me from his panel at VidCon was that he was like, I am spending so much time making this viral video when twelve seconds later there will be a cat video that would have twice the amount of views that I would make and nobody would remember the content that I made. That's what he said. Something like that. Something along that line. And he was like, I am spending so much time making throwaway content. Like, literally, if I were to take everything that I've uploaded from my channel 10 years ago and just start re-uploading them, people will, th- will still think it's brand new. And that totally blew my mind. I was like, that is so true. Like, it doesn't matter. You've seen it before was, on YouTube and on Facebook. He was famous 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah, on Facebook and on YouTube. How many times have you came across a viral video that you've seen 10 years ago and you're like, why is this still popular? Yeah. Have... have you know, have the world not seen this yet. And it's so true, you know, like you have to start thinking about your content and this, this sounds really mean, but your content is pretty much throwaway. <laughs> you yeah. watch it once and you discard it. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's me and you who is like, who are trying to make these, these perfect, these content. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's just like, you're going to have to repeat yourself a lot. You're going to have to make your next video pretty much regurgitating some of the same information you made from the last mm-hmm. video, because there will be other people out there who, who have never seen it before. Yeah. So it get, it's gotten to the point where I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to be conversational about it. You know, whenever I'm reviewing something, I'm just like, look, I'm going to bring up a little bit of history. I'm going to talk about some things I've talked about in the past, but 
just kind of re reintroduce it in this next video in yeah. case there's someone else who's watching it that's never seen me before. So another good example from Gary Vee is that we always watch his stuff. It's the same information. He says the same thing. He repeats the same thing. It's just packaged differently. Yeah. So for me, it's just like, look, you just got to be conversational on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the people that watch you. You know, they want to be engaged mm -hmm. and they want to hear what you have to say. That's good. So for That's me, it's good just for me like, to hear that. Yeah. Because I'm right there where I've been doing this long enough now to where I am repeating myself. Yeah. And, you know, for example, I'm finishing up a review I did on the Canon EOS RP. Mm -hmm. And it's just a, a diluted EOS R. Yeah. Or like an M50. Okay. And when I'm doing the review, it's like, this is the exact same camera pretty much but there are other people out there who's never that that are not even part of the camera sphere they're just yeah. like well i, I kind of want to check this out and see what he has to say mm -hmm. so it's just having that conversation with like mm -hmm. your audience rather than just yeah you know and you know there the truth is too like i remember when the a7 III first came out everybody did a ton of reviews on it mm -hmm. so i decided not to do a review on kinetika and I had a ton of people say like, why didn't you do a review on that? I'm like, well, there's literally like a hundred videos. And it goes back to people wanting They're like, to well, hear I want to see you say it. Yeah. yeah. They want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So. Well, my, I just. Yeah. Send a link to your video. Yeah. We're <laughs> sometimes, right? Like we just like, we get caught up. We get so caught up with what we see that we start not seeing what other people uh -huh. see. For themselves plus we're know. reading rumor sites you know so we might it's be like, how the... do you not know this there's it's on the rumors right <laughs> yeah. but people don't know there's nothing worse than like seeing somebody like uh peter mckinnon or somebody else who's really way ahead and they say something that's so horribly wrong about a tech thing mm -hmm. i'm like don't you know it didn't you read sony alpha rumors two weeks ago like yeah. when they announced this thing yeah I'm like no i guarantee you he didn't read that <laughs> i mean he, he's I mean, like, we're, I'm guilty of it, too. Sometimes, like, information just slips by. Oh, you yeah. You never know. And, you know, thankfully. They call you out. Well, they call me out, but people are nice about it. They're like, oh, no, this is this is really not the case. And that's what I really love about the, my, my, my comment section. Even though if I'm wrong, despite my catchy tagline, can't go wrong with Jason Bong. Even though I'm wrong, <laughs> people are, like, they're they're so helpful. They're just yeah. like, look, th this is this is not the case. Mm -hmm. Like, this is why this is it's doing this weird thing. So here's the link to the article. Like, I'm very, like, that's the, I start engaging with my comment. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So if this is the case, I'm gonna make an update video about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, call, I, I was like, this comment was saying that I'm mm -hmm. wrong about this certain thing. So here's the new information. So I learn things. Like I don't, I don't know everything about Sony, nor do I know everything <laughs> about, you know, the camera itself. So mm -hmm. it's always helpful to have that community to yeah. help you fill in those gaps that you don't necessarily have the information yeah. to. So. so you don't know everything about Sony, but you're in Japan for a month and a half, and the A7S III still isn't here yet. Oh, so sorry. what can you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, you know, just, I, I told them to send it back in, make all these champs kids. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know anything about the A7S III. Speculation-wise, uh, I can say for myself that, you know, if you like what you saw with the Panasonic S1H, I would assume that it'll be similar. They have to. Some way top it. Mm -hmm. in some way that's all that's all i know and that's what i'm hoping yeah they're subverting our expectations so for anybody who's out of the know on the s1h 6k uh 4k 60 full frame 5.9k yeah so we'll see so how many how many weddings do you shoot a year at this point i think i shoot about 10 at most okay yeah it's just been crazy busy with like other things too so wedding is not 
my full my main thing anymore you know yeah. obviously like youtube doing fun cool projects doing educational content on my youtube channel mm -hmm. so those are definitely what's it's what's taking out most of my time i still like to do weddings i love shooting weddings mm -hmm. i think it's super fun yeah um, other people may not feel the same way i like <laughs> shooting weddings i don't like editing weddings yeah so. do you have an editor we do he just recently left left oh, or I'm he'll sorry. be editing his last wedding so and he's so cool too he, i was like dude this guy's editing weddings better than i did because i was editing all, all the stuff before but then this guy came in like fresh uh, fresh perspective on on how we shoot and like how and just seeing him edit is just so awesome but yeah we definitely need to do you have an editor for an editor. youtube no i'm looking for one okay yeah um i how hate many, editing me too yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many how many videos do you upload a, a month i try to do twice a week i try to do twice a week yeah, yeah. so about eight videos a month yeah. yeah is that doable have you been able to pull it off totally it's totally doable and that it goes back to the whole like having not being a perfectionist perfectionist about your videos so you can have i think one or two really polished content and maybe the rest that are like mediumly polished and one that's not so polished and yeah. that could be like just straight up talking to the camera with no b-roll mm-hmm but you Maybe, just have to find that balance. You yeah, know? If, if there's a rumor or something that's, you know, something that just was announced, mm -hmm. you can just do a, a talking, just read the news, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And input and your thoughts. Exactly. I try yeah. not to do that too much because I know there will be other people that would be doing it. So I'm the type of person, excuse me, to like to have hands-on on things before I talk about mm -hmm. it. Sometimes you can't really do it, but yeah for the most part i try to at least have some sort of first-hand experience before talking about it yeah so for a lot of people who might be wondering what is your like go-to gear package right now what do you mean by gear package that you're shooting your youtube videos with oh okay mm. i think with the zeiss bot is 40 all my product shots but again going back to what I love you're the saying, 40 millimeter focal length it's great i know it's fantastic but going back to what you were asking me earlier about the the lenses, 16, mm -hmm. 35, 85, those are like what I, what I can do for mm -hmm. sure. Make a full YouTube video or even um, making Do you use a monitor? Yeah. Which one? So I use a small HD to look at myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that sounds so narcissistic. The uh, focus? <laughs> yeah, this fo the focus. I love how it auto flips now. Yeah. Yeah. It auto flips? Oh, you mean like the image? Or yeah, so when you f when you flip it, it auto mirrors itself when yeah. you flip it. I like that. That I was like a that request a that I yeah. gave them. I use I use two monitors, so small HD for my YouTube stuff. But then whenever I need to record tutorials, I use the Atomos Ninja Five. Yeah, so you yeah. can just go forever. Yeah, no cutoff. Well, just to record the back of my camera. That's that's pretty much. Oh, gotcha. The, yeah. <laughs> so you're not actually using. I'm not using it for like the 10 bit okay. 422 ProRes RAW purposes, but. So gear aside, what are what are some of it's just other things that pe people might not know about you. I don't know what do people want to know. <laughs> I'm a huge introvert. You um yeah. you go to a lot of conventions so. for like anime for you were at E3. Yeah. Like you didn't have to go there for a gear review. You went there for fun, right? I went there for fun. Yeah, so yeah. you're you're gamer. Not really, but it's you're, a nice distraction from all the stuff that I'm doing right you're, now. You you like the culture and the stuff in it right yeah i know yeah. i mean like i'm a nerd i like playing video games I'm, I'm a always... nerd but i don't play video games i don't like games. like a like a different like a different sense of like nerd or geek right <laughs> yeah but then i don't know it's just for me it's like i need an outlet of some sort that's away from the camera stuff yeah because i'm like so invested and in i'm just like i'm getting drained from this so yeah on youtube i will watch gaming content 
or like yeah. I would play my own video game. I'm starting to play video games again. I wasn't That's playing good. it before because I always thought these are a huge distraction. I'm gonna, <laughs> it's going to stop my productivity. But I'm just like, there has to be some sort of outlet yeah. for you to just kind of ease your mind off of work and just like play video games. And like, your girlfriend, you know, you guys go on dates and stuff like that's good right but she talks to you about work right yeah a little bit that's hard. yeah I my mean, wife we're, we're trying to find a balance my wife has no involvement in my career at all other than the fact that she's married to me <laughs> <laughs> and i pay for stuff but yeah. um so when i'm with her and with you know i have a son i've got a one and a half year old like it really has helped actually to separate because when i'm with my little boy like i'm with him playing with legos you yeah. know and that's very different <laughs> no joke i have mad respect for you oh, and you. for everybody that has like a kid yeah and caleb a Pike, you know he's got i'm just like how are you guys, two or three kids like how are you guys making content you know like it must be so difficult to find that time <laughs> like i'm just sitting around just like oh i'm not doing anything you know I'm like i'm playing video games <laughs> nah, trying to take care nah. of myself but then it's just different stages yeah but i was it, talking to uh you guys are cranking out content at like 5 a.m in the morning sydney de Jong's in. Anyways, <laughs> yeah i know like, right sydney's <laughs> great yeah, I was talking to uh, Ted from Aperture about this, and he told me because he's you know he's got a girlfriend but no kids, and he told me the same thing. He's like, all the people I've met that have kids for some reason they're more productive than me. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, it's just because you have to be. It, like yeah. it, it is a physical thing that like whether you like it or not, like I have to be home and be a good dad. Otherwise my kid's going to grow up yeah. and have daddy issues. Yeah. So, mad, yeah. Mad respect. So like I can only work yeah. in this subset of time, you know, yeah. some, I mean, someday that would definitely be me in the future, yeah. but then it's just like, I'm, I'm looking at it right now through like your guys's lens. I'm like, I don't know how I can deal with this. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I feel like I'm really you lazy. It out. I feel like I'm really lazy. I'm wasting a lot of time. So I'm just like, <laughs> man, if Dave and Connor could crank out that video in like a day, <laughs> while taking care of a kid at home i'm like i have no excuse you to be like lagging editor. behind right get an editor man i'm trying um does anyone want to be an editor for jason Vaughn? what are some trends that you're seeing on youtube right now that are different than the vlog and like the mkbhg stuff maybe it's because of what's going either it's either what's going on on youtube or maybe because of the, the few videos that i've watched that youtube suddenly is like recommending to me but youtube drama oh yeah it, all the drama stuff is just popping up on my feed and i'm just like yeah. but i feel like that's that's what's, everywhere what's going on right now if i need to look at anything trendy i go to pewdiepie yes so good <laughs> so it's just like he's like talking about youtube draws like that must be pewdiepie and philip defranco are my go-to like any yeah. news that's going on so yeah so i feel like youtube drama is like the trend now. oh yeah yeah like you have to like call out beef on somebody and get <laughs> get like massive amount of followers or lose a massive amount of followers yeah but yeah so I I, <laughs> I have this dream to make a uh, a camera rap battle. Okay. And uh, I'm I'm transitioning my I have a personal channel mm-hmm. uh, as well as Kinetika, mm-hmm. and I've unlisted every video on my personal. And I'm gonna start over and start from scratch. And I'm wanting to do comedy sketch stuff. Good. G- centered around tech and gear. Good. And I have that same thought too. Really? Yeah. Well, but I'm not gonna do it though. <laughs> but so I really I want thought. to have like I would love to have you be the sony guy and we'll have a whole rap written for you and you could be the sony guy i can't rap but i'll try <laughs> well i mean yeah i mean it'd just be fun you'll you'll just you'll just are you down auto, auto tune it for me you know whatever you need to do just make me sound good would you be down to do that yeah as long as you make me sound good <laughs> yeah. um let's wrap this up cool anybody who is starting fresh this is like the go-to oh, question oh boy how do they start as just a youtuber do just do it just do it i think the whole theme 
of this podcast is stop being a perfectionist. Yeah. Because I think that's what holds a lot of people mm-hmm. like away from doing something. Yep. I've had so many people it's just like, I'm going to start making a YouTube video tomorrow. No, you make it today. Yeah. You make it today. You get it done. You upload it tomorrow. Yep. Okay. You don't, you don't wait next week or the week after and start perfecting your video because the longer you wait, the less motivation you have. So for me, I'm always acting on my motivation. Like if I'm inspired to do something right now, I'm going to go do it. Otherwise, it's never going to get done. So true. Yeah. For us procrastinators out there. Like, I'm a procrastinator too. Man. Yeah. So much. Um, uh, a YouTube creator, educator guy, Roberto Blake. Are you familiar with him? Yes. He's he, so cool. He has a great saying. I've been saying it in this podcast quite a bit because like it really rings true with YouTubers. Mm-hmm. He says, you need to reach a level of acceptable quality when yes. you're a YouTuber. I yeah. think that's a perfect way to kind of be to pr- have a perspective on it. It's like, is this acceptable? Yes. Then there you go. I feel like a lot of us will go through that path mm-hmm. eventually. I think MKBHD said the same thing too. He was like, I got to stop being a perfectionist about it. Cause sometimes yeah. you will notice minor flaws in his video and you're just like, I see it. I got you. Yeah. Or, or it's like a really clean shot of him, mm-hmm. but he just sits there and talks for the whole time yeah. with no B roll. Yeah. You know? So it's just, absolutely reaching that level of acceptance yeah. for me that's what i'm doing right now too just so like, i'm okay with this who are some um and to end it up like to end the podcast what are some people that you really respect that you really love watching their stuff uh any youtubers or even so just, just filmmakers in so general just favorite youtuber or yeah just, just artists favorite. yeah that's a tough question to answer right now because it, it, it's always fluctuating but i guess i really like watching this channel called psych irl have you have you seen it before no so it's just this it's, it's, it's girl, this girl named donna who's like analyzing all these youtube videos and youtube celebrities and sort of like dive into the psychiatric of things i just thought it was really interesting psych irl yes yeah, psych irl i don't know i just feel like i can relate to a lot of the stuff that she talks about so that's the channel that i enjoy oh, that's fun yeah yeah she's she's only well, you know well, she's a hundred and oh i've seen her yeah she's something popped up the other day uh she's blowing up on youtube maybe it was the hab oh body shaming h3 versus trisha paytas i don't think i've seen that one yet. i saw the casey neistat what the end of the casey neistat style reveals about youtube like it's actually it's not just the way you described it might come across like she's just a react channel but it's more uh like vox media kind of like she kind of like edits it really well with like voiceovers and yeah 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 like almost like a study on yeah like, like youtube youtube personalities celebrities and i don't know i just I'm gonna, i was upset I'm gonna give her a subscribe yeah watch her stuff i was watching her stuff the entire time i was in japan like i just like loaded up and just like leave it's it back and just like watch it. yeah it's so good do you have a youtube premium account no you use ad blockers no for youtube i disable it oh yeah so i don't use it on YouTube. so you watch youtube ads and i watch youtube them. ads yeah because i know i know what's it, what it's like doesn't drive you crazy no i can I, watch the same bnh at 100 500 times i uh man i i got premium for free for like a month and like after having that i'm like i can't go back because it's so nice to lock my screen and just listen to a video mm-hmm. and not, like not like a rent. i don't know i'm just so accustomed to it like yeah. the ads that i see i'm just like Artist subscription, yeah, it. BNH already shopped there. It's fine. <laughs> like, you're showing me the same things. I'm, just, I'm, like, yeah. I'm cool. But, cool. Well, yeah. what's uh, what do you got going on over the you know just next couple months so people can look forward to? Um, I'm going to Yosemite this weekend. Oh wow, just, fun. Yeah, just for so fun. by the time this comes out, you will have already gone. 
Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really want to do more travel and um, make pieces on education, especially what we did with Zeiss. Mm-hmm. Like any type of sponsored content that I get or mm-hmm. sponsorships that I get, I would always try to make it into like an educational piece, something that's like, hey, it's not a blatant advertisement about products. Yes, you're getting that as well, but you're also going to be getting way more yeah. value. You're going to be getting like a $1,000 film course for free nice. because this brand right here supports what I do and wants to get people to use just to film more in general or take more yeah. photos. You know, that's essentially it. So mm-hmm. I want to do more of that stuff. This year, we want to focus a lot on Asia. So we went to Hong Kong and Japan. I do want to go to maybe Taiwan or Singapore before the year ends. It just makes some crazy good content So much fun, isn't it, to do all that? And we just got to find a brand that believes in what we do and just sort of like, hey, yeah, yeah, we'll use your stuff, but we're going to make it into an educational piece. Love it. Are you going to continue to pursue just doing, you know, what you're doing just at a larger scale? Do you like what you're doing right now? I love what I'm doing right now. I mean, like, sometimes I... I get scared because I'm like, I don't know how people are going to receive this or like how well the reception is. But then at the end of the day, it's just like, look, if I can help someone out. Yeah. Good enough. I feel like I was talking to my wife actually last night. I was like, I feel like at any moment the rug could just be pulled from underneath me. Like, I can't believe that I'm doing what I love right now on YouTube. It's such a blessing and I've worked really hard, but it does feel like at any moment this really could end. Hey, don't worry. We got each other. Yeah, yeah sure. if anything goes down, we'll start a wedding company together. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Well, thanks a lot, Jason, for coming on the oh, podcast. Thank you. thank you for having me. It was me. a blast. I'd like to thank Jason Vong again for coming on the Polar Pro Golden Hour podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at Jason V Media and check him out on YouTube at youtube.com slash Jason Vong. Even if you're not a Sony shooter, I hope you could take away a lot from my interview with Jason. And even though Jason does work with Sony cameras a lot, everything that he's talking about still applies to almost everybody. We're also posting video clips of this podcast on our YouTube channel. It's just Polar Pro. Search Polar Pro YouTube channel on YouTube and you can see all the highlight clips from the show. You can actually see video of me pushing up my glasses, drinking coffee and talking to guests. Once again, I'd like to thank you guys for listening to the Golden Hour Podcast, for being fans, especially if you're at the very end of this podcast. Jeez, it's a long podcast. Listen all the way to the end, the bitter, bitter end. Man, you're a super duper fan. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, I'm Dave Mays. This is the Golden Hour Podcast. See you next week.